baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked. It's almost the new year, which means new balls with our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. Get 20% off by using our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S at checkout. Go to manscaped.com. You'll also get free shipping. Again, get 20% off. Use our promo code TAGS. T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Hello there. This is your host, Steve V of TAGS Podcast. And on this episode, episode 225, I'm going to be talking to comedian author of Famous Anus, Jordan Power. He also has a podcast out where he's very out there to his, he actually says he's a lot. I really enjoyed listening to his show and his book. He's got a brand new book coming out. It's going to be a good conversation. So stay tuned for that. My interview with Jordan Power. I will also be talking to my hosts, Jeremy Ross Lopez and Lincoln for one last time before the end of the year. And reminder, we are live. Cody Maurice Doggett and myself will be live this Wednesday for Tags Live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Get Vocal platform. Join us. It's really a lot of fun where you get to weigh in on the conversation. Go to Get Vocal vokl.com forward slash channel forward slash tags live it's this wednesday at 9 p.m eastern time and we look forward to seeing you there let's start the show episode 225 of your favorite show tags podcast you are listening to tags podcast aka talk about gay sex this is episode 225 can't believe it. We're working our way through here. I'm very excited to be joined by Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good on this Monday night. Lincoln, how are you doing? I am doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. 
good pretty good um i mean it's a good day here as we record this the day before and i mean wow what a day it was the first of the vaccines rolled out rolled out here in the states that's kind of exciting that's that's a light at the end of a dark tunnel (laughs) yeah and the electoral college officially for the 90th time joe turns out joe biden is still going to be (laughs) president-elect wait he won oh my god that's so exciting (laughs) yeah it's like how many times do we have to be hit on the head to be told that well we need to hit that dummy Trump's yeah. Head. yeah, because maybe this time it'll sink in. But so for all intents and purposes here in America, it was a good day with the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, this is our last episode with you two. We're going to just have a couple more shows by the end of the year. And it's Christmas season. I want to get into a few hot topics with that. But I wanted to share with you guys a couple things. Remember I told you I was going to give my... Uh, convalescent plasma, my blood, because yeah. I have the antibodies. So to follow up on that, turns out I was turned away. Oh, no. Because I'll tell you why I'm really pissed in, in the end. Because of that, because I thought I was doing a good thing. But turns out if you're on prep, which I filled that out, you cannot uh, oh. give blood and I'm not 100% sure if it's just New York or if it's like across the board. I'll read you this thing that I was reading on. Uh, it said, I had it highlighted here, post-exposure, like PEP, um, use of PrEP may interfere with testing for HIV by delaying seroconversion or giving unclear results in a positive donor. For this reason, it is important that donors who have taken PrEP in the previous three months are not accepted to donate, even if they do not have another blood safety risk. This was, um, this was actually taken from the UK, I'm going to tell you something in just a second about the UK that would just got over uh, changed a little bit based on what I read. But I think the reason that I was really annoyed, two reasons. One was that you have to fill out this whole thing about who you, if you've slept with anybody, anybody exposed. And I haven't had sex with anybody. So even if I was just taking my Truvada right. because... Like we've talked about on the show, well, maybe I'll just keep taking it. Like instead of getting off of it, like you talked about Lincoln before, the, the time that it might take to get yourself back up to build that resistance or whatever you're trying to do, I just kept taking it. And so even though I filled out all the questions that said I'm not having sex with anybody, they said no. And what was really irritating was she's like, well, you know, you can come back in three months if you don't take prep and i'm like girl who knows if i'm even gonna have the antibodies in three months and no i'm not coming back and marking this on she actually wrote out like on a piece of paper like the date like for your like your dental next cleaning type thing and i'm like i felt like ripping it in her face like "Uh -uh, (laughs) that's not happening and i was insulted and the other reason that i was infuriated was couldn't this have been something that they could have sent over when they kept blowing up my phone, reminding me not to forget about this appointment to send, Hey, and by the way, 
here's a list of medications that do not work for taking your blood and sent that over. And I would have looked and oh, shit, I'm taking prep and I wouldn't have gone because you have to. I didn't I didn't drink for two days because you would need to be hydrated. Me, I didn't drink. <laughs> and I got my rest and I was ate a proper meal. I got up at super early to get there. I was like on time. Me and this other girl were there. She, of course, was able to give her plasma. And I was just so pissed off. I mean, did you guys know about this? Jeremy, had you heard about this? I had only heard about it from you. I didn't know about it before that, but I'm kind of surprised that they don't want just across the board uh, anyone that's taking preps uh, plasma I, I just don't know how that wouldn't still be helpful but yeah it's, well, I kind of it? understand because the moment you have something in your system it does disqualify you from doing certain things okay. like that I do get like if you take blood pressure medication or if you take prep or if you take like a herpes medic like if there is stuff in your bloodstream mm-hmm. i do understand the concept yeah i do should too, not but... be a candidate for this you know what but i mean? I don't think the reasoning is because of the medication that truvada or discovy is i think it's for what the medication does it's a preventative People take it as a preventative to HIV. So they're assuming, I think, that you're having sex and it's not a hundred percent guarantee that PrEP is covering it. So in other words, I think they're telling you that no, we're not taking it. Not because of what's particularly in the medicine of PrEP. Hmm. But it's because of sex, and there could be that minutia window that you do have HIV in your bloodstream. That's what I think the reasoning, which is when in my case is not that I have the prep in my system, but I don't have. First of all, I got tested for all STIs and HIV, but I also haven't had sex too. On top of that, and I haven't done anything risky. So, do you see what I'm saying, Lincoln? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand. I also listen. I'm not trying to make you feel better or them feel better. You feel better. Yes. I understand. I hear you. You're pretty. You have said, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I also think like when I traveled back to, to New York from California the last time, and I had to have a prep test, uh, sorry, not a prep test. Hello. A COVID test in California. And then I was supposed to have another one here. So I didn't have to quarantine for 14 days. You know, that's the current right. restriction, Right. I walked into the testing center in California and there were 30 people waiting to get COVID tests, all sitting within six feet of one another in this waiting room. Wow. And I was at the the thing at the front counter going, hey, I made this appointment a week ago. Do I have to go be with all of them? And she said, no, just go out to your car. We'll be right out there. And I was like, okay, cool. And I walked oh. out to my car thinking, okay, I brought my new Pete Buttigieg audiobook that I can listen to. I have some emails I can go through. I could talk to Peter on the phone because this is going to be a while. Right. Before I slammed my car door, a doctor was walking out with a nurse. Oh, They put that great. thing straight at my nose and it was over. So where is the disconnect between the 30 people inside and the one guy outside in his car? Like, we're a mess. 
this whole thing is a mess. Whether it's Could it just be whether that- it's antibodies, whether it's testing for this, like the right hand still doesn't know what the left hand is doing. That is well, my. You point. made an appointment, which is great, and they honored their your appointment, which is really good. I think all those people probably sitting in that office didn't have an appointment, yes. and therefore just have to sit and wait. Well, yes, but that's the only sort of how it works, and you were just smarter to make the appointment. No, I wasn't just smarter. The only reason I had that appointment is a week and a half before Peter and I were on the phone and on the website trying to get a COVID test. And every time you called the phone number, it referred you to the website. And every time you went to the website, it referred you back to the phone number. And I said, you know what? We are going to get in a car and we're just going to drive around Contra Costa County until I see another one of those billboards that say COVID test here. And Mm -hmm. we walked in at 4.30 in the afternoon with the COVID test here. There happened to be no wait that day and she took my appointment. But if I tried to do it the right way, which would be either online or calling, that was a vicious circle that never resolved itself. Do you know what I mean? So I understand the fact, like, you're right, Steve. The fact that you got 15 phone calls reminding you of your appointment, reminding you not to eat, reminding, right, or not drink. Yeah, or, right. Or the moment, the fact that you got all that thing, it should have probably been somewhere in there that if you're on these medications, you're disqualified. Well, it wasn't because I'm oh. I re, I'm a person that reads the fine print. I'm a communications major. We do a show. I mean, I'm <laughs> my whole point about why I'm really ticked is you wasted my day and my time and I was, and I was trying to do a good thing here too. Yeah. So it's communication. That's what I'm really pissed at because yeah. if that's really the rule, then fine. I mean, in other news that's out there on a different note, that's kind of cool to counteract this gay men will now be allowed get this to donate blood without abstaining from sex in a historic ruling, which sees the British government. See, I need to move to London. (laughs) Finally been uh, the British government finally been the outdated practice. The new ruling applies. If the donor has been in a monogamous relationship, whether that be purely sexual or as an item for the last three months and will come into effect it won't come into effect until the summer of 2021. So Lincoln, like if you and Peter happen to live in London, you two in 2021 could give blood. Blood with no question. Yeah, this is regardless of gender or the sex they have, which is good. However, single, so then of course, however, single men who have sex with men will still have to wait three months after anal sex before they can donate, even if they are on PrEP. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's really good, right? I mean, I think, yeah, it's kind of big that they're on the opposite end of this, and they're also the first that got the vaccine, too. So, kudos to the UK. Um, well, I wanted to get into a little bit of this year, it's the last time I'm going to talk to you on the show before the end of the year, and boy, what a year! Um, what let's just start with you jeremy because you did not start this year thinking that you were going to be moving (laughs) as we were talking offline a minute ago and you're already i was and i was thinking about it too i was thinking about how you and i were bike riding this early on this year and having like we were planning your birthday at my place how how have you reconciled all of that? And are you happy with how it's ultimately turned out? 
Uh, so I would say, <clears throat> I mean, it really turned out a lot different than I could have ever expected or planned. I, I do believe it was a reset for a lot of people this year. Uh, I, I'm thankful that mine was somewhat of a smooth transition. Uh, I didn't really have many bumps along the way. Uh, I do think that it turned out all for the better, but it was definitely a strange year. Everything was unexpected. Um, I don't think anything went as planned for anyone, to be honest. And yeah, I mean, I have a positive outlook overall. Uh, I am thankful that I have had the support of friends and family for my transition. And uh, I'm glad that I've been able to keep my job and things like that. I'm grateful for. Yeah, you're uh, true <laughs> proof of redefining that you don't really have to go back into the office. And in fact, you got a bonus in so many, which is so great. And in other ways, you, you're so close to your family, which is great. Now you really can be with them a lot more. But you really were there for your mom, who she did kind of not to go into detail here on the show, but she had something that you know she needed to get out of her current living situation. And you were kind of there for her, right? Yeah, definitely. So I think that uh, in the sense of uh, saying that everything happens for a reason, I believe that this happened for that reason specifically. Uh, I do think that she needed me in that time and the changes were not an easy transition for her specifically, but I think that me being by her side definitely helped. And I think that uh, it, it was a reset for a lot of people this year. Everything was unexpected. My birthday was just kind of, not just another day, but it definitely didn't feel like I was expecting it to be. It wasn't a big extravagant thing, but I also think that I found out what meant the most and also just little things ended up speaking larger volumes this year. Yeah. And, you know, Lincoln, I mean, you've had so many changes this year. You own a business and of course the loss of your mom. Can you describe a little bit about wrap, wrapping it up in a nutshell for us? Well, the only thing I'll say is COVID hitting it took both of my employees out of my business and they went back home to settle and their lives have gone on a different trajectory than protein bakery. So it made me focus solely on my business by myself. And because business was so has been so slow, I'm kind of taking 21 years of protein bakery experience and applying it to the future, which is interesting. And because of COVID, I have the time to do so. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would rather have the money and kind of be lost in the mayhem, even though I'm a pretty organized person. Now I'm literally seeing, oh, I was only making so much money on this kind of customer anyway, mm -hmm. whether it was a distributor or a wholesaler or off of my website or with a discount and what exactly free shipping means to a small business owner. Because the shipping's never free. <laughs> Somebody pays for it. And, right. and it's the small business and if you're a $4 brownie, that free shipping can completely wipe your profit margin. So stuff like that was is still interesting to see yeah, on a day-to-day -day a really good business. reassessment year. In yeah. so many, I mean, I think the three of us have just laid that out. I mean, I know for myself as well, you know, I've gotten 
interestingly enough, I've come become closer to my mom, ordering her groceries on a weekly basis yeah. for her. She lost her dog this year, which used to be my dog, and I had adopted him. And then when my father passed, she, I, it, it was she adopted him essentially so that it could help her, and it was her companion and. They were thick as thieves, and it was devastating for her this summer. And so I'm glad that I wasn't traveling around like I normally would have been, because even though I wasn't able to go back home, I was there for her. And then interestingly enough, I was on a long walk. I'm doing these, which is another thing. I'm like exploring the city now. And even though nothing's really open, just the terrain of it all is... I can't believe 13 years have gone by here in New York for me, and I'm discovering terrain and interesting spots pockets and one of the places i walked by was a person that a friend of mine that i lost to covid nisham we've talked about him on this show and i walked by the cock where he used to work and they had a huge poster of him up there as sort of a, an homage to him and that we're still thinking about him and i thought wow and that was another reminder of what happened this crazy year um yeah and it's not like it's all going to wash away in 2021 we don't enter january 1st and we're but i do think it will be different in a lot of different ways um moving on in terms of of sexually i've had a lot of fuck buddies coming out of the woodworks this week and late last week and i'm not there yet like i don't really want to get together with anybody but they seem to be coming out of the woodworks but jeremy i was just curious you know you've talked to a lot of people boys here in new york city have you found a new set of boys say on the apps that you're talking to at least or what does your projected sex life look like in your new world that you've you're cultivating i mean i definitely have new encounters of <clears throat> people that i plan to meet up with eventually uh i don't have uh any specific uh fuck buddies as of the moment but right uh, I for mean, obvious reasons i'm yes, sure exactly but uh for the future i plan to try and date at least and get out there and i also plan to just hopefully when things open back up, get more social and try and meet people off of apps and just in person and try and uh, I made a profile on Hinge. Uh, to oh, hey. Just try and date <laughs> around. So we'll see. I like it. Very optimistic, Jeremy. I love that. Yeah. As, you, as your 30th birthday is just coming together here. I like it. Very nice. And, you know, Lincoln, you told us for, on a really positive note in this year, you moved, Peter and you moved in together, which is a huge step. We yeah. adore Peter. And recently you were talking <clears throat> about having, I don't think you used the word mind-blowing sex, but out-of-the-park sex or something like that. Um is that continuing this holiday season? And what do you kind of project with the two of you and sex going into 2021? Yeah, it, it's a nice surprise every single time. There's a lot of desire in the comfort of knowing that we're together in a crazy time out in our universe, whether it's, you know, we're both working in retail and there's a lot of different experiences right now with retail, with people returning yes. a lot of stuff or wanting stuff for free or 
you know, just people's moods and, and we come home after a long day without a lot of numbers, you know, we're not really hitting our goals in retail in storefronts these well, days. In New yeah. York nobody is just, right. right. It's, it's not personal. It's just the way the market is. And to always know that we have each other to make dinner with, to tr- explore sexual things with, I will say since I've been home and my mother actually passing, I'm still a little numb in my head. Yeah. So to think of swinging from the rafters or coming right. up with some clever, fun sex night is not top priority at the moment. But I, you know, that I think you guys are also experiencing this. Now it's the end of the year stuff is coming too. Like I'm realizing, oh, it's the end of the year for my numbers for the bakery. And oh, taxes are going to come up soon. And oh, now we're doing holiday stuff. The decorations are up and then they'll be down. It's like the end of the year is catching up with us as well. So I think once Christmas happens and we go into this January, I think hunkering down in our little nest is going to be quite fun. And we will start to get a little bit more devious again. I love that. And to quote Jeremy, everything does happen for a reason. And I think Peter totally came into your world because he, yes, he's, you two have this great sex life and everything, but you know, he was there for your mom and yeah. flew out to be, and he, I could see that you too, I mean, you just get a good feeling when you, you're in your company. So uh, I'm really thanks. Happy and back you. to what you were asking before, Steve, COVID-19 did give me the time to slow down and give my mom the best shot possible to stay alive. Yeah. And even though that wasn't in the cards, I am very grateful that the universe kind of shut down and I was able to just fly to California with a mask and the glasses and a hazmat suit and be in basically shelter in place trying to get her the best care possible. So, you know, even though I don't wish a pandemic on anyone or anything, I'm glad I had that time to slow down with my mom. Absolutely. And we want to hear from you too. So feel free to reach out to us on tagspodcast.com. And what has your 2020 been like? We will share some of it in our New Year's episode when we're all back on January 5th, 2021. Don't forget to check out our holiday, sexy holiday gift guide. We've got some great deals that we all put together, the three of us, Jeremy Lincoln and myself, and there's some discounts on there too. So you want to, you still have some time if you're looking for a sexy gift for somebody or somebody special to you or yourself, you know, I think we could all uh, get something for ourselves. Check it out. Go to tagspodcast.com. Follow us at Tags Podcast. You can always follow Jeremy Ross Lopez on Instagram at J Ross Lopez. He's on Hinge now, so you might want to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) And... Lincoln, he's got two of them at Mad Lincoln. He's not mad, but M A D Lincoln. I am a little mad crazy, cool. though. So there you mad go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> mad Lincoln. And of course, it's also on our sexy gift guide, the Protein Bakery. Follow uh, at the, wait, say it, Lincoln. Just at Protein Bakery. Yep, at Protein Bakery. Oh my God, I've been divulging the breakfast <laughs> cookies and the ginger oatmeal cookies. Delish. It was great to see you at the shop. I always love it when you stop by, even from a distance. <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Hey, guys, your buddy Steve V here. And if you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, I know I did a bit. I'm trying to reset like I've been talking about on this episode. And I have been. Trust me, I have been. 
Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Like I said earlier this year, in quarantine, I was sitting around a lot more, sitting on my couch, getting caught up on my Netflix, jacking off a lot more, watching too much porn or just enough to get by like a lot of us. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And was not working out as much as I should have been, eating not so great, and hair was growing everywhere. Listen, I was a pretty hot mess. All I got to say is I've been trying to reset, to reboot, because I do think it's important, even if you're in quarantine, you want to feel good for yourself, and Manscaped has got you covered. Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. I'm telling you, they are my best friends right now. And the third generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this new year. I love this product. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Come on. And for on-the-go freshness, you'll also love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing box briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you will ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Tags, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off, free shipping. Use our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Okay, great. Well, in just a second, my interview with 
comedian Jordan Power is coming up. I check that out. Really check out our gift guide. Go to tagspodcast.com and take advantage of all of the discounts we have for you and some of the sexy gifts we are recommending, including the Porta Glory, Portable Glory Hole, which is perfect for this time of year. And if you mention tags, you get $20 off. Don't forget Pure Lube. You get 20% off of that by using our promo code on that, TalkGaySex. Again, promo code TalkGaySex. Go to pure, P-J-U-R dot U-S. And that's it. Let's get into my interview with comedian Jordan Power. I'm very excited to have our special guest today, Jordan Power. Uh, he is the host of and stand-up comedian, host of uh, Shame on You podcast, author of Famous Anus, has an upcoming book, My Therapist Sent Me Nudes, which I can't wait to ask more about that, and somehow found a way to get a, another podcast in Unmentionable Podcast that I was watching this morning. How are you, Jordan, in Toronto? Yes? I'm good. Yeah, I have to correct you. I, I don't host oh, Shame on You anymore. Uh, oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah, it ended, um, but I do host Unmentionable every Friday. That's my new podcast. Okay, okay, good. Then correct your PR person, too. But <laughs> um, but yes, um, but I do have some, I was listening to one of your old shows, and I have some questions about that, but it's kind of based on your books. But anyway, welcome to the show, and you're in Toronto? Yeah, I am. We're in uh, lockdown, I'm sure. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, there was a quote that I was reading about you. It said, Jordan decided to live a life of outrageous openness, no matter what people thought. He went from shy guy to outspoken comedian, selling out live shows across the country. Um, I was listening to one of your old shows on your old po podcast, What's the Dildo, which I was laughing hysterically on the treadmill. And that's a whole story in and of itself. But my first question is, how does a shy guy go to, as you said in this episode, you're a lot? I think you said, I'm a lot. I'm a lot. Yeah, I'm, I've always been a lot. Uh, I was the shy guy in life. And then I was relentlessly teased for being gay growing up to the point where my parents used to have to go to the school every uh, probably a couple months. And I had a lisp and I had like, you know, really feminine qualities, you know, the whole story that we've yes. all kind of told. And uh, I think I just relied on comedy so often that I really became adept at using it for, for different things. And then uh, kind of got my confidence and, and grew in my uh, shell. And, and now in with shame on you, I mean, definitely, uh, didn't have any confidence issues. I mean, at, at one point during the show, we were interviewing a bunch of guys we had sex with. Um, so I think I overcame that uh, that hurdle. <laughs> yeah, and we need more humor, particularly now. I'm just like downloading and listening. Your shows are very funny. And they're very personal, obviously, like our show here at Tags Podcast. The way we've been successful in connecting is by sharing, oversharing, TMIing a lot of our sex lives. I'm just curious when you're sharing some stories about guys you've slept with, did this or that with, do you ever worry that they might be listening or has anyone ever come back to you and said, uh, I heard what you said about me? Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I thought that's what your, your answer was going to be. But. Well, listen, I mean, it's it's ironic because I am really romantic at heart and I really put a lot of weight in love. And I think real love is really rare. And I do a complete 180 when I care about a person. So 
a lot of the guys that we were interviewing on the old podcast were sort of just flings or we did have my ex-boyfriend on who we we did it for five years but for the most part it was like flings one night stands um and then if the podcast was downloaded over a million times so it was very popular and thousands and thousands of gay men even within toronto were listening to it every week and so obviously things got out obviously we made some enemies um i don't really listen i i the the whole thing about my new show unmentionable was that um I really wanted to close that chapter in my life. Like um, my my book and my next book that I'm writing are stories like that. Um, but everything is kind of in my past. I'm sort of just closing the door because I'm 34 right now, and it's just that 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 appeal isn't there for me anymore. And but I had a ton. Of, like I, I will say, anyone listening that's uh, younger. Uh, I'm a big fan of just uh, getting it all out of your system. And I have lived probably three lives. I mean, I've traveled all over the world. I've had flings. I've I've had every kind of relationship and sexual experiences like that I can think of. Um, even in my book, like I slept with my boss. Ill-advised behavior. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, okay. So I want to talk about the book in a minute. But in listening to that one episode, I got a lot out of that one. And you were talking about porn and jerking off and you had you were telling your co-host how you know the more and more you watch porn the more you're jacking off and you're afraid that you're going to lose sort of intimacy when you finally get together with somebody and you p- pitched an idea to your host at the time this would have been like a year ago would you want to like not jack off and you can have sex but you can't jack off to porn did you try that and how would that work in lockdown anyway yeah i do you know like that wouldn't be a good ex a, a thing to do now probably no no i mean I, i've done it off and on i listen i i am a sex positive person but i think it's also everything in moderation i think it's it would be ignorant to say that porn doesn't have um negative properties i i i don't think anyone can deny that i i think it ties very much in with social media and i often do try to do dopamine resets Meaning like uh, our brains aren't built for 12 tabs of porn and constant gratification and likes and all the different things. I mean, what we're doing is essentially just depleting our dopamine reserve. So over time, it's like any time with any drug, right? You need more and more and more and you really mess up your attention span, your impulse control. So I think for me, it was I've done that off and on. I've never really got to like 30 days or anything like that. But it's amazing when you really disconnect from the porn. Um how you start to not just return to yourself sexually and intimacy wise, but your whole life, um, your dopamine is connected to everything in your life. So your attention span, um, your conversations with people are deeper. Um, I think it's very unnatural. I think it's unnatural to check our phones every hour, probably more than that. Everything we do, we're just depleting our brains and and really not operating in a manner that we we evolved uh, to be. Now, did you learn a lot of this in therapy? Because I wanted to ask you a few questions about your upcoming book, and I'm only assuming that you got a lot of this out of therapy sessions. Yes, but I'm also a huge geek. Um, I don't really like, I, I don't watch, the only thing I do is consume documentaries and read books. I don't watch anything else. So I am a huge nerd that way. I just have that intellectual curiosity uh, to try to understand myself and the world. Um, so yes, and I did go to therapy three times a week for a year. Uh, so that was an entire change of how I view the world. And, you know, I could go on for hours about that. Not the therapy sent me dudes, by the way, that's very different. 
Okay, but let's just talk about that because your upcoming book, My Therapist Sent Me Nude Pics, was is that a true story? Yeah. Yeah. What can you tell us about that and what led into this book? What can we expect in the book? So, um the uh in the second book, I talk about in my first book there's a relationship that we also talked about on shame on you podcast with a guy named eli and i had gone to therapy it was a very you know physically abusive mentally abusive situation went to this therapist lgbt highly recommended um and the guy would just kind of get creepy a little but you know i thought okay well maybe these are unorthodox ways of teaching me about about therapy and myself and you know there's just like lingering questions on, about my masturbating style and stuff in the middle of the therapy session I just thought we're a little off and then one day at like 2 a.m uh, I was coming home from the bar with some friends and I was on grinder and I got a message from him and uh it like his pick was up and then he sent me a couple of messages and offered to uh send an uber to my house to bring me to his house and I was incredulous, and I just sort of wrote back, like, "Are you kidding me right now, or something?" And then, uh, wait, he, you knew it was him at the mo- at the time? Oh, yes? yeah, his picture okay. was up. And uh, then he sent me his penis again, uh, <sighs> and then I uh, kind of, he's kind of said something about like he's been he's been thinking about this since our sessions or some something like that. Um, very incriminating. And I talked about it on my podcast. Uh, just, I never used his name. I just kind of talked about it and I got eight emails in two weeks and every single person named who it was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. So you all brought him down. Well, so what ended up happening is I, uh, I took the lead cause none of the other people had reported him. And Lead I, prosecutor. Yep, love yeah, it. Yeah, and I and I just sort of I I took the reins and I said, well, you know what, this is in my court now. I have to deal with it. So uh, and now he's dead. So, <laughs> so literally related to that. Um, yeah, he died of cancer. So, oh my gosh, that's a lot there there. You know, in going back to that episode I was listening to, which I love saying, what's the dildo? <laughs> People should listen to that episode. It's still up. And even though the show's not around, it's very funny about that story. But you did talk on that episode. You said, all jokes aside, you were offering this woman's email of a legitimate therapist, I guess, in your area that people could call that they might, if they're thinking about therapy in general, and you were talking about kind of offering people advice on this can happen with with therapists out there, which is so insane. And that people, I mean, it's it's totally believable. But yeah, were you sh- like just shocked by all this? And what did it do? I mean, because here you are trying to look for this person for mental health and and health. Were you shocked by it, or was it just like, oh, brother, like I can't believe this? I mean, I'm never really shocked by the deep-seated pain of gay men. Uh, And I don't mean that to be, like, really dismissive. I just sort of think that um, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, uh, I'm not saying it's anything I condone, but I am also saying that, like, I just see, I've seen a lot of damage in the community, not just doing, doing the podcast, but I see growing up being gay, you know, just, just a lot of boundaries are constantly crossed in the gay community. I have a real problem with going to gay bars and people touching me and grabbing my ass and grabbing my dick and just different behaviors that sort of have been normalized in the gay community, this hyper-sexualized environment in which I just feel like a lot of people don't really understand consent and stuff like that. And so it was it was odd how how shocked I wasn't 
really at the moment, I also have lived a life that's very traumatized. I mean, um, the stories of my life, not just in my book um, that I talked about in the podcast, people think I've conjured them, them up, but they're really like one of them is, for example, is like I found my dad on a website called squirt.org and had to tell my mom. And that was the basis of their divorce. So, wow. Yeah, you can understand how these things and it's, it's really unfortunate, but these things don't shock me that much. Um, but it's also why I'm funny because I, I, I just it's my coping mechanism, right, to deal with it. But um, of course, it's it's not something it's also probably something that's very rare in the community. But, um, you know, it's a great title for a book, too. It, it really is. And I think, yeah, I mean, you also talk about your mom listening to the show, you, but she tunes out if you guys are getting too racy. This is when you were had your Shame on You podcast. And I often think about like my, my mom's 83. So she I barely tell her that I have like sort of a wellness podcast and she's all cool with that. But how does your mom how much does your mom listen to the, to all of your work? And does she, does she find it? Does she care or does she mind what you're saying? She's a pretty intellectual woman. So I think she sees beyond the knee jerk reaction that most people have to anyone talking about sex. I mean, the thing about it is like I, I get labeled this like vulgar sex comedian, um, which is just so interesting to me because all I really have done, not just sex wise, but also in my podcast was really try to dispel shame and talk about things that people wouldn't talk about. I mean, that was kind of the secret sauce of our podcast is we just sort of pressed record and never once really held back. I mean, everyone self-censors, but for the most part, we just sort of talked about life and, you know, the different stories in my book. I mean, I get chlamydia twice in a week. <laughs> like, you know, STIs are things that have happened to hundreds, of millions of people. Um, you know, talking about sex is something billions of people have done, but it's just, we still live in this puritanical culture where talking about these things is seen as like you're an aberrant, but, um, for my mom sort of was just, uh, she's proud of me. Like, I mean, that's really, and I am lucky in that respect in that, like it was shame on you. Wasn't just about, uh, talking about sucking dick. It was about, um, getting smoking pot. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was about like getting rid of that last little shame you had in your, in yourself and, and sort of, saying to people our whole lives we're told to shut up about our sexuality and we're just really not going to shut up and the the unique thing about our show is because we used comedy we had more straight listeners i would say than any gay podcast just because people just tuned in for the comedy i mean we had tons of straight men that came to our live shows and listened to the podcast and it was just pure gay sex 24 7 not 24 7 but you know what i mean (laughs) i love it i love it and well my co-host cody wants to personally thank you i was telling him on our show last night when i was listening to your show shame on you that you were talking about a story about having the best a guy that ate your ass and it was so amazing it made you come almost made you come and he's my co-host wanted to know well what were the secrets i he said well jordan said that you have to have the right amount of scruff space and you have to be kind of aggressive and that's the key. And so he took that and ran with it. So he wanted to personally thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, also, I would add, like, if you if you really uh, like fuck the ass with the tongue. But I mean, yes, I, I forgot that part. I did tell him that I took diligent notes. And yes, this exactly. Is the problem, though, when I have like sex with people now, because many people know me from that podcast, 
they expect me to be some like amazing in bed and i i don't i think i'm above average but i don't think i'm amazing <laughs> well i i can i hear you on that um you said something on your new show a couple things on unmentional podcast one of them is you want to you want people on the new show people that you disagree with what do you mean by that um, I think we live in these echo chambers. I don't consider myself like a left wing or right wing person. I just sort of apply, approach everything as a critical thinker. Um, and we live in these silos now where we just listen to certain news outlets. Uh, it's a steady stream of confirmation bias. So, I mean, I think everyone sort of now thinks they're in this Marvel movie where it's good versus evil and their team's the better team and their team won. And uh, it gets us nowhere. And and it really um, it's it, what it is. It's just not true. So, you know, that's why I really heroes of minor people like Glenn Greenwald, who are just really criticize the world as it is. So, um, you know, you'll, it's interesting because whenever he criticizes the Democrats, they'll have him on Fox. Whenever he criticizes conservatives, they'll have him on MSNBC. And it's just this game that people keep playing. And I, and I like things like uh, Joe Rogan's podcast where, you know, you just get a mix of different kinds of people and open dialogue. But I, I do also think you grow as a person by talking to people instead of just shouting at them. And so um, I, I'm not a Trump supporter. I, I think there's a couple things about him that are interesting, but um, I would like to just listen to people and talk to people. And I don't really get my back up. And I also am very disillusioned. I mean, I, I don't really... I don't really buy into the left versus right. I don't buy into good, good versus bad. I think they're all crooks. I think most of them are sociopaths. I think the real money is in the hands of the elites. Um, and so I don't really play those games. So, so I just want to have, I just want to have chats. I mean, that that's kind of the secret sauce of everything I've ever done. It's just, it's real. I totally agree. in listening to what I've heard so far, very challenging and funny. If, if shame on you was more about, you and your buddies sharing sex, you know, sex stories and on and on. What direction, if any, does Unmentionable have? Um, I think comedically it's going to take more risks. Um, I like, I gravitate towards cynical, negative kind of comedy, but darker. Um, right. but also goofy. So I don't, uh, my thing is just, uh, my comedy is I find the world ridiculous. I find everything ridiculous. I don't take any of it that seriously, including myself. Uh, right. But I just sort of uh, some episodes were doing different formats. I like to talk about the news. I like to just comment, make jokes, try out some of my stand up on the on it. But also, I think if you look at the four guests that we've had on already, uh, porn stars, strippers, um, we had a girl on this week who, you know, she makes nine ninety nine a month burping on OnlyFans. Uh, wow. Yeah, really, really quality. But I'm also <laughs> going to just I like having so it's called unmentionable because it's the discussions that people aren't having. And so. I like, you know, you hear about our first three guests and you go, wow, I'd love to know their story. But then also I'm having on a guy in two weeks to talk to us about why we're the world is basically economic or environmentally. Uh, we're past the point of no return and we're just in decline now. And so that's something that's unmentionable. Right. You don't say that in front of people. You don't bring it up because they go, oh, you're a downer. So I'm going to stay within that theme of like what we're not supposed to say, that seedy underbelly of society and kind of play in that realm. And what I like about it is you're giving your audience more credit than just, oh, they can only handle this or I need to keep it within this realm. It's like, no, actually, we could talk about a girl that just burps and makes nine ninety nine, and we can talk about environmental concerns and we can everything in between. So I like that you give your audience more credit than 
many others do. One thing you did say on Unmentionables that I took note of was you said in terms of topping, and you said on Tops and Bottoms on your last show that you were more bottom, if I'm correct. And you said on one of your episodes that the only way you'll be topping anyone is if they're younger than you. You like topping guys that are younger than you. And I absolutely was like, yes, I was like, I totally agree with that too. As somebody that has bottomed more in life, just for whatever reason, when I do, it's got to be somebody that's younger than me. And I'm just curious, why do you choose that? I don't, it's, I don't know. (laughs) It's just sort of something that happened. I mean, I traditionally was bottoming a lot. I also said a funny line about like, there's just, (laughs) it's just such an ordeal. Like the whole bottoming situation, like you know what I mean. It is. It's it's like yeah. Like the whole process and the food and everything you're going through, and sometimes you're just not feeling sexy, and you got to time it, and you know, and then there's just something nice about about going the other route. I mean, I think sex is usually a restoration of power, and I live my life as traditionally I'm an alpha, like business wise. Uh, I own my own business. I'm very aggressive personality. Um, and I think why I was bottoming was that restoration of power. So the topping actually comes very easy to me because it's just like this transference of the energy through yes. the dick that I am already have. Because when people meet me, they always think I'm a top. I love it. I love it. Well, you can hear more of Jordan's stories. I would love to ask you more, but we were running out of time. The time you went to an orgy in Hollywood, in you book. checked into a mental hospital. You did boner spray in Colombia, okay? That's uh, what, and you, it's all in my book. Yeah, famous ain't it? Yeah, famous, which is out now. Uh, you ran into an ex on acid, mm-hmm. and you his and you, you had a friend that imported a man to be his boyfriend. Wow, I'm I really want to. I'm so glad I'm on to you. I'm gonna get the your first book. Uh, famous Amos, Anus, Amos, yeah. famous it's, Anus. It's really good. It has great reviews on Amazon. You check it out. I think you'll love it. I will definitely get it. And tell us, when does the new book come out? Probably about a year from now. I'm, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, so I'm kind of, uh, you know, hacking away at it right now. But my main focus is on mentionable, uh, because it's on YouTube too. So it's a lot of work. So every Friday we have yeah. episodes of that. I'm just gonna stick with that and and really work on my comedy. I'm also getting the rust back because you know I was off. I was off the mic. I was doing it every week and then I was off the mic for five months. So I'm slowly getting it back. But, um, you know, just to warn people, like it's super uh, offensive, ridiculous um, kind of podcast. If that's your vibe, it's 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 kind of like you just got to suspend your critical thinking and just kind of let go with it. And, uh, it, you know, sometimes it's just me yelling at you for like 20 minutes. I don't mind. I really enjoyed it. And I, with so, I'm such a news junkie, as we all are, and COVID up our you know, yin-yang here. It's like, it was refreshing to hear you, you and your producer and the straight guy across from you. I really enjoyed it. So I highly recommend it. How can people follow you and listen to the show? So at J Power Comedy on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, if you want to watch it on YouTube, just go to Unmentionable Podcast. You'll see the channel. And then if you want to listen, I mean, I'm more of a listener of podcasts. It's on all players. Uh, drops every Friday at 12.01 a.m. Eastern. Jordan Power, I want to thank you so much for doing Tags Podcast. This has been great. Thanks for having me on. Well, I want to thank my guest today, Jordan Power as well as my co-host early on in the show, Lincoln and Jeremy Ross Lopez. I want to wish you all a happy holiday in this season. Keep your head up. And lastly, join us 
for Tags Live, if you can, this Wednesday night on the Get Vocal platform. It's a lot of fun with my co-host Cody Maurice Doggett, and it's an interactive show where you get to chime in. It's really a lot of fun. We get into some fun, hilarious topics, and it's, it's fun. Check it out. It drops on our podcast platform, so if you aren't able to join us, you can always listen to it or watch it on our YouTube channel. But if you can, join us 9 p.m. Eastern Time this Wednesday. Go to Get Vocal vokl.com forward slash channel forward slash tags live we start at nine it's a lot of fun and we want to hear from you in the meantime keep it sexy but wear your mask and socially distance we'll talk to you soon Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.